0: If you're a grown man, you don't need another grown man to get you excited to play football. I've never never felt that way. I think that I think the coach's job is to is to create a system and a game plan that maximizes the skills of your players, minimizes their deficiencies, and puts them in a position to to win every week. And then the players still have to go out and execute. And I know that's that's kind of cliche. And I know that a lot of Steelers fans don't want to hear it because all they want to do is run Matt Canada out of town. And I know there have been some people that have highlighted, you know, repetition to his play calling and things like that in games. And that is troubling, but it might be a product of the fact that he just doesn't know what else these guys can do.
1: Hey there, and welcome into the show. Ryan O'Leary here, along with my buddy Kurt Popejoy. It's the Steelers Wire podcast. Uh, we're powered by the USA Today Network. Kurt, of course, is the managing editor of the Steelers Wire. Hey, Kurt, how you doing this week? Oh, doing alright. I've had a couple
0: of days to to kind of mourn last week's loss, yeah. so I'm I'm feeling better now.
1: Yeah, got worked by the Houston Texans, who have a rookie head coach and a rookie quarterback, Kurt. So uh, that's a, that's a spot you expect the Steelers to go in there and take care of business. It didn't happen. What's kind of your leadoff thought on the team, the state of the team coming out of that one?
0: Well, I think that I think that you have to look at Pittsburgh right now, and and I think we're all kind of guilty of it. I think we get too excited when they win, and we get too discouraged when they lose. And I think coming off that win, you know, two in a row, everybody was just a little too hyped about the team. And if you and and I think that I think expectations were were probably higher than they should have been, but I got to say. Uh, CJ Stroud didn't play like a rookie. I mean, he, that that kid's he's got poise, he's got skills. He was unafraid of what the Steelers were going to do, and it was it was pretty obvious, you know, how different what a what a contrast that was between those two quarterbacks on Sunday. You know, I know Pickett didn't have very many starts under his belt, you know, so you kind of compare young guy to young guy, but Stroud looked like a much better quarterback than than Pickett did on Sunday, and I think that that's where every team kind of starts and stops, you know, all the good teams have great quarterback play and hats off to Houston, because I don't know where Pittsburgh goes from here. You know, now you got Pickett hurt. You got to look at this and you have to wonder, you know, is, is Pittsburgh really as good as, as we thought they were going to be is two and two a fair record. I know there's been a lot of debate on social media about coaching staffs. And even i broached the question, if you swap the 49ers staff and the Steelers staff right now, is San Francisco still 4-0? Probably not. Is Pittsburgh still 2-2? and Probably not. And so you look at co- from a coaching point of view, that's there. But I think that we've heard a lot of talk this week from coaches and players about, is it just the players? Are they just not doing everything they can do? And are they maybe not as good as a lot of us thought they were coming into the season?
1: Yeah, I think the the stuff you're talking about with the coaching is uh, super interesting, especially when Mike Tomlin, who was kind of pissed at the podium after this one, Kurt, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. I mean, 30-6 to 6 to the Texans. And he promises changes are coming related to what, right? We weren't sure, but he promised changes coming. And then we heard from him here uh, this week, and he talked about some of those changes. Here's what Mike Tomlin said.
2: Some acknowledgments. There were several things that were very disappointing about the game. I think chief among them uh, was the fact that Houston – we thought were more physical than us and played harder than us. All right, I'm going to stop
1: it right there, actually. Texans were more physical and played harder than us. This is something Mm -hmm. Najee Harris said after the game, Kurt, that caught your attention. Mitch Trubisky, who came in for the injured Kenny Pickett, talked afterwards, said that we need to play with more heart. You guys have been writing on Steelers Wire about effort issues within the Steelers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That has never been a question with the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? So all of a sudden, that's in question now, and the head coach is highlighting that and he said it multiple times in that press conference uh this yeah. you know on what was this this wednesday presser so what's your thought on that and do you agree with it kirk because i i mean i know you agree with it from what you're writing so there's absolutely. effort issues with the, they're not playing hard enough on the field how do you justify that
0: exactly i i absolutely agree with tomlin i i don't think they're you know y- you shouldn't get pushed around at the line of scrimmage the way have the way the Steelers have all year and and even in the games they won they got pushed around the line of scrimmage, both sides of the ball, and that's not something you're used to with a Steelers team on defense, especially. You know, I know not having Cam Hayward in there matters, but there's there's still plenty of talent on that defensive line, or plenty of bodies that you can throw out there. Somebody's gonna want to play, and you know, you you brought in uh, you know a new left guard and you cleaned house on the offensive line in an attempt to be more physical. And that's what they said all off season training camp, you know, Matt Canada, um, Mike Tomlin, uh, Kenny Pickett. When they asked them, are we going to open up the offense this year? Is it going to be more wide open? Nope. We want to be physical. We want to run the football. Well, they definitely don't play like they want to be physical and run the football. I mean, this is the exact opposite of what, what we were sort of sold during the, during the off season. So I don't. I don't understand it. Like I said earlier, I don't understand how uh, an NFL football player can't give, doesn't ever want to give anything but maximum effort. You know, i I'm not having not ever been an NFL player. I don't. I can't be inside their heads, but to watch guys take plays off and stop during plays, um, just isn't something I'm accustomed to seeing. I don't watch every game. And I don't watch every other team, but I'm not used to seeing this from. Pittsburgh players. And it's, it's pretty unsettling when you, when you really think about the amount of time and money and, and, you know, that's been invested in some of these positions to see these guys not perform. Um, it's, it's really frustrating and it's, it's gotta be frustrating for Tomlin, but at the same time, I'm not sure he's got any answers for what to do about it.
1: Najee Harris specifically said don't blame the coaches blame us we're not playing yeah, hard enough yeah. do you agree with him that's it's not a coaching pro. like is it the coach's job to get the players we always say that they the coaches yeah. didn't have the guys ready to play right that's like a you know a common one you hear in sports right. in general do you agree with that is it or is this on I, the players
0: I don't. I don't i i agree that it's on the players i i feel like that if you're an nfl player you don't need if you're a grown man you don't need another grown man to get you excited to play football i've never never felt that way i think that I think the coach's job is to is to create a system and a game plan that maximizes the skills of your players, minimizes their deficiencies, and puts them in a position to to win every week. And then the players still have to go out and execute. And I know that's, that's kind of cliche, and I know that a lot of Steelers fans don't want to hear it because all they want to do is run Matt Canada out of town. And I know there have been some people that have highlighted, you know, repetition to his play calling and things like that in games. And that is troubling, but it might be a product of the fact that he just doesn't know what else these guys can do. You know, and I, I'm not necessarily here to, to defend Matt Canada. I'm not a, a, you know, a pitchforks and torches kind of guy when it comes to him, but I'm not sure any offensive coordinator can, can make those guys play any harder than they have. You know, they just don't seem to be wanting to play very hard. And I, you know, it it it's tough for me to sit there and put all the all the blame on the, on the coaching staff. You know, that's one of the problems with social media. You get guys, you know, really smart football guys on social media that come out and highlight these these mistakes in play calling, or what they believe are mistakes in play calling, and then everybody latches onto that, and it's like, oh well, then Matt Canada doesn't know how to call an offense. But if he calls a play, and guys block that play. And guys run hard. You're going to get yards out of it. You know, very, very few plays in the NFL are so are, are so erroneous in their timing and their scheme that that it's literally just the play. Now Pittsburgh had one in the game. That fourth down play was absolutely a mistake. Um, you know, when they'd been running the ball well, and then suddenly decide to put Kenny Pickett in shotgun. Um, and run a play they had run earlier in the game, that was absolutely a mistake. And that doesn't just fall on Canada because that play goes through Tomlin's ears too. You know, that was coming off a timeout. He, he okayed that play, and that was absolutely a mistake. They set they set him up for failure. They set the offense up for failure on that. But that's a pretty rare, I think, for the Steelers this year that that's what's happened. It's been more just, just human error and and lack of effort. And it's it's so frustrating because there's a lot of football left to be played. And I don't want to have to watch that every week.
1: Yeah, that's in fourth and one shotgun. It always drives me crazy. It's like, can get under center, at least make the defense worry about the quarterback sneak. You got play action. You can hide the football a little bit better instead of going in shotgun and letting the defense see what you're going to do and kind of anticipate and tee off. I do. I hate that as well. Just listening to the guys talk in the the locker room, like since when did the Steelers players don't care? You know what I mean? Like that's when you're you're talking about effort that you're talking about not caring enough on the field. That's. That one just doesn't sit right. It shouldn't sit well with any fan. Um, no, but here's more of what Tomlin said. Now, when he promised changes, I think they were thinking, "Oh man, maybe he's going to make finally going to make a change at play caller." This is, yeah. People talk about break this stuff down, Kurt, because the fans love it, and eat it up, right? Um, yep. So let's listen to more Tomlin here um, from his presser.
2: Some acknowledgements. There were several things that were very disappointing about the game. I think chief among them uh, was the fact that Houston we thought were more physical than us and played harder than us. Um, and that's something that's, that's got to change immediately. I, I felt that in stadium, I expressed that after the game. Um, and, and so we got to look at what we're doing um, in an effort to make sure that that doesn't reoccur. Um, and specifically, in terms of the structure of preparation, um, it, makes it makes us look at uh, our practice attire. The last couple of weeks, um, due to a variety of circumstances, short weeks via Monday night football, short weeks because of travel adjustments, et cetera, we've been in helmets in preparation. And I think the start of that game, us warming up to the physicality component of it, um, probably had something to do, particularly at the early stages of the season in terms of development and, and fundamental development, uh, practicing in helmets. I thought they had better pad level, uh, particularly early in the football game on both sides. Um, and I just thought that that was a catalyst in terms of how this game got started.
1: So fans hoping for the offensive coordinator to get fired, Kurt, or for there to be a change of play caller, that's not what Tomlin did because later on he's, he reiterates that he's not making any changes within, when it, in terms of Matt Canada right, in his role. Right. He wants them to look at their preparation in terms of practice. He wants more physicality in practice. He wants them to be ready to go physically because he's worried about the pad level and he thought Houston brought it more physically in that game. And, and the Steelers weren't ready to match that. So yeah. your thoughts on that? I'm sure fans are feeling a certain about a certain kind of way. They go in there. Tomlin's promising changes after the game. They're like, oh, fire Matt Canada. Here we go. Like you said, you got the pitchforks out. And he comes out and says, no, 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 no. We're going to lace them up a little bit harder in practice. We're going to hit a little bit more in practice, more physicality in practice. Your thoughts on that, Kurt? Well, it's nonsense.
0: I mean, every team gets <laughs> the same amount of padded practices during the season it isn't like Houston practiced with pads on all week and Pittsburgh didn't you know that's that's nonsense everybody everybody gets the same amount of opportunities to go out and hit you know training camp everything that's all all you know follows the rules uh, the idea that that this team you know maybe didn't practice it and he he said it was because of the scheduling you know the the shorter weeks so they didn't have pad, a padded practice that week and and that sort of thing no i hope no one really really buys that you know i hope i hope people aren't just like yep that must be it you know just they they didn't have their padded practice last week and <laughs> Houston got one and that's why Houston whipped them off the line of scrimmage on every play that's that, to me that's just nonsense i don't i don't know what he was hoping to accomplish by saying that if that's somehow going to appease you know fans i mean i know mike tolman's not in the business to appease the fans he doesn't care you know, whether whether people are happy with his process, they're just happy with the results. Um, but yeah, that, that to me is just silly. I mean, you, that that's not the changes you need to make. <laughs> your your team's banged up. They had eight guys today either mispractice with an injury or were limited. And you, you feel like you need to go out and hit more. I just, that doesn't make any sense.
1: Yeah. yeah. So the, the big changes is that uh, Tomlin wants the presentation of the game plan to the players to improve, Kurt. And he wants what they're doing physically to train for the opponent to approve and practice. And he wants to do all of this with Matt Canada in his same role. So that's just to summarize some of the stuff that Ma- uh, Mike Tomlin said. I agree with you. It is, it is definitely comical. Um, and speaking of guys being banged up, Kenny Pickett, he says he's good to go. He told reporters today that he's good to go. We're speaking on Wednesday before yeah. the game here. So Kenny Pickett wants to play. You, you wrote on Steelers Wire a little bit that, hey, like the Steelers should not rush him back um you know especially against baltimore in this big uh this big game so what do you think of kenny pickett coming back from this uh i guess this bone bruise in the knee and just what do you think about where kenny pickett is at in general right now going into this ball game right super ineffective game by him the offense really struggled i thought they just had a horrible start right the interception obviously but then you had the negative play to daji harris that blew up a, a drive for a three and out and then the next drive you had that like six yard loss to Friar. Muth on a pass, whatever yeah. that was, didn't work. You got to punt again, and all of a sudden you're down by multiple scores to the Texans on the road, and you know it snowballs on you. So, Kenny Pickett's been he's he's been having a rough go of it, right? They haven't been moving yeah. the chains, Kurt. They haven't been scoring points. He has been sacked a bunch, and you know if you believe the analytics site, as Allison wrote on Steelers Wire, it's Pickett's as much to blame as anyone for all the sacks because he's responsible right. for a lot of them. So. What's your take on Kenny Pickett right now heading into Baltimore and, and with this uh this banged up knee?
0: Honestly, I was kind of looking forward to him having a couple of weeks to kind of reset. Um, they've got a bye week next week, sits this week, you know, win or lose happens. Um then he gets a week off and then can kind of reload. You know, he they they came back last last season after the bye week. Kenny Pickett wasn't necessarily Better after the bye week last last season, he took care of the football better last season. He didn't throw the interceptions like he did earlier in the year. Um, made smarter decisions. He didn't statistically he wasn't you know greatly improved, but the offense as a whole was you know they ran the ball better after the bye week. So I was kind of looking at this as he has to sit out this week, gets the bye week off, kind of get his head straight, get his body healthy, um, time to work with the coaches. You know, and then come back, you know, week seven, ready to go for the for the back backside of the season. Now they're going to push him out there. I'm not sure where his head's at. Now he's going to be thinking about that knee. Is he going to have to wear a brace on that knee, which could limit his mobility He hasn't decided if they're going to wear it in the game or not. Um, had it on a practice today. I don't know. It it makes me really nervous. Not necessarily that he's going to get hurt again. But just, is this going to be, is this going to help him long-term? I don't, I'm, I'm just not sure that just pushing him right back out after a game so poor is, is the right move, but we'll, we'll find out soon enough. You know, if he, if he was limited on Wednesday in practice and assuming he, he can be ready to go on Friday. That's kind of the day that Tomlin decides, you know, who's ready to go and who isn't, then they're probably going to put him out there and play him. And I don't know, it, it makes me a little bit nervous.
1: Yeah, I can't blame you. The picket's been struggling, the offense has been struggling as a whole, and, and Baltimore's defense is up there in the top five. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah it's going to be a tough test for the Steelers. At home against the Ravens, we're going to talk about that one here coming up next, but first, here is some fantasy advice in week five from the huddle.com.
3: Corey Benini of the Huddle.com here to bring you fantasy football strong plays for week number five. Quarterback Matthew Stafford, Los Angeles Rams versus Philadelphia Eagles. First of all, be sure to check on Stafford's status, but the hip bruise he suffered last week isn't expected to keep him out of action. While the Eagles certainly may force a turnover or two, this defense has given up the fifth most passing yards and third most aerial touchdowns thus far, and only a pair of passes have been intercepted. There's a strong chance LA has to pass all day long to keep up, and there's also an outside shot of Cooper Cup returning, running back James Conner, Arizona Cardinals versus Cincinnati Bengals. Connor should shake off last week's letdown versus a stout San Francisco defense by facing a reeling Bengals coming to town. Only five teams have allowed more rushing yards in Cincinnati, and it's a neutrally ranked 18th in rushing touchdown efficiency against. The matchup is awful for pass catching backs, but that really hasn't been Connor's role in 2023. On the ground, consider him a quality running back too. Wide receiver Wandale Robinson, New York Giants at Miami Dolphins. Robinson is about the only thing in this passing game worthy of some attention at this point, and it's really little more than a PPR concession for a handful of garbage time points, especially due to bye weeks, but that's strong enough to get him into some lineups. In his two games back from last year's ACL tear, the slot receivers managed to snare 9 of 11 targets, only for 61 yards, but he did rush another time for 7. Fortunately for the Giants, Miami's defense has only 10 sacks on the air, which is one fewer than Seattle tallied against New York last week alone. Tight end Dalton Schultz, Houston Texans at Atlanta Falcons. We finally saw some signs of life from the former Dallas Cowboy by locking his first touchdown as a Texan last Sunday, although it came on a halfback pass. Schultz remains somewhat risky given that three of his games with C.J. Stroud have resulted in lineup anchors for fantasy football purposes, and even the Week 4 touchdown came on just three targets landed for 42 yards. Atlanta returns from a drubbing in London to present Schultz a stellar matchup. The Falcons are the second easiest opponent to exploit for receptions, number eight for yardage allowed, and the position has scored every other game so far. Expect Schultz to keep it going for a second week in a row. For more award-winning fantasy football news, tips, and advice, please be sure to check out (laughs) thehuddle.com.
1: All right, we're back. The 3-1 uh, and one Ravens come to town. Big division matchup, Kurt. The Ravens crushed the Browns in Week 4. 28-3. to three. The Ravens are kind of rolling right now. They are three and a half point favorites coming into Pittsburgh. But this is an interesting matchup, right? Because the Steelers have had very good recent history against Baltimore. They tend to beat the Ravens. They've actually won five of the last six meetings. Uh, yeah. So what do you think about the Steelers? Could they... Could they find that magic again and kind of break this little skid against a team they know very well and know how to, I guess in the past they've known how to play Lamar Jackson, the Ravens. What do you think they do? That that's the one thing that, you know, there are really two things kind of working in Pittsburgh's
0: favor. One is, is Mike Tomlin's record coming off of a big loss is very, very good. Um, we talked about this after that week one game that he rarely loses after a, a loss of 20 points or more. Um, and so that kind of works in the Steelers' favor, and the fact that they've had really good success against against Lamar Jackson. You know, they haven't played him a ton. Um, he's been injured some when they've gone against the Ravens in the past, and so they they haven't played him as many times as you might think, given how long Lamar Jackson's been in the league. But they they've had they've had good success against him, being able to contain him, force him to throw the football a little more. So I, I'm going to remain cautiously optimistic. My my worry is is they are just so banged up, um, you know. Pat you know Pat Freiermuth's not going to play. Um, got a rookie going to be starting to left tackle. You probably got a rookie starting to defensive tackle. Um, rookie starting at tight end. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm just concerned about the health of the team. If they're you know if they got enough healthy bodies, sounds like they're sounds like Baltimore's getting healthy. I know Odell Beckham practiced today, so he could be back. Um the secondary has really struggled um, you know I, I I worry about that piece so obviously what we've seen this year is is anything's possible you know they can squeak past a team that they probably shouldn't beat um and then get blown out by a team they should but uh but yeah i'm i at this point i'm not i'm I'm probably a little bit more more uh negative on them this week i I don't think I would even necessarily take the points um i think that this is this is going to be a tough one for him going into the bye week and uh and you know they they they're, they're going to have their hands full with baltimore with a with kind of a, a patchwork offensive line and you know you know patchwork defensive front and yeah I'm, I'm i'm a little concerned this week
1: yeah i hear that the steelers are banged up never mind Pickett, right and you know, deontay johnson's yeah. still out there they're definitely missing him um so yeah. Um, there's all that. And then the Ravens have this like Zay Flowers looks really good for them. I don't know oh, if you've man. seen any highlights of him, but he's he's yeah. awesome and he's kind of operating as their number one receiver. It would help them to get Odell Beckham back, but Zay Flowers is a problem. Mark Andrews is always a solid tight end, right? Yeah, they're they're yep. good. The the Ravens have got it going right now. They're they're definitely they definitely got it going a little bit better than the Steelers do at the moment. But you know, you never know. It's a week to week league and the Steelers have had success in these kind of games now. What's interesting is these games don't tend to be blowouts. Ravens Steelers, right? The last six yeah. meetings have been decided by five or fewer points. Kurt, yeah. So these tend to be lower scoring, tight games. Do you think the Steelers can can get that kind of game? Do you think the Ravens get away from them? I think if the Steelers can yeah. make it close, like we are used to seeing between these two teams, yeah. they got a shot. Right? You just got to give yourself a yeah. shot in the fourth quarter. I don't think you got you got to play that type of game where neither team runs away. If, if you yeah. know what I mean, right? Or or unless it's Steelers running away,
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hold up, hold off that initial rush. You know, last week, you know, Mike Tomlin said he chose to defer because he felt like getting the defense out there was, was putting them in the best position. And then what's Houston do? They go March down the field, 12 plays. And so I think that was just demoralizing at that point. You know, you let a team come out on that opening drive and just kind of walk down the field on you. And so I think you're going to, I think you're going to find out pretty early in the game kind of where Pittsburgh is. And if they they get the opportunity to put the defense back on the field, I'm sure Mike Tomlin will. And if they can get a quick stop, get a short field, maybe get some points on the board right away, that could that could be all it takes. But yeah, I have no doubt it's going to be a close game. I mean, it's it could come down to Chris Boswell. You know, he's the he's the best weapon they've got. And if it, you know, could come down to a battle of probably the two best kickers in the NFL, <laughs> and whichever one gets the opportunity at the end.
1: Um, could could win the game for the other team. Chris Boswell is the best weapon we got. Oh, boy, Kurt.
0: Oh, he offensive MVP <laughs> the last four years.
1: <laughs> there it is. So I, this one kind of feels similar to the Browns game week two, where the Steelers are coming off a, a blowout loss, and it, it was hard to give them much of a chance at home against a, div, a tough division opponent, and they came through and played a pretty good game. Now, that was the one where the defense dominated. But I, I, I guess I'm holding out kind of hope that they follow a similar trend, right? They get just... Yeah they get railroaded by the Texans 30 to six, but then they come home. Tomlin's questioning the physicality. The defense comes out. They come out, hit a little harder, Kurt, show a little bit more effort, a little more want to, and hang in the game and find a way to to get it at the end. That's what I'm kind of hoping. I think that's the, uh, that's the path to victory for the Steelers, right? Or they're, or they're going to get, or they're going to get crushed. It's either the two. Yeah.
0: I hope they come out and just play angry and, and can get up early because, yeah, you're right. If they come out and get behind after everything that has been discussed this past week, if they fall down, you know, if they fall behind 10 points or 12 points in the first half, they may just they may not be able to come back from that. You know, they they may just not not be able to 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 pull themselves together. And I'm not entirely sure that Mike Tomlin's the kind of coach. I don't think he's a big, you know, halftime adjustment rally the troops kind of guy.
1: Yeah. I, I would say Kurt, like Tomlin, he's usually a, you know, we do what we do kind of coach, but we do it, we yeah. do it well and we do it effectively. And and that's how we play football. Right. I, I've always seen Tomlin as that kind of guy.
0: Yeah. He, he doesn't, I mean, he has always preached the idea of our plan is sound. We just have to execute it. Right. I mean, that, that has always been his thing is this, this is our, our plan is there and we don't, we don't deviate from that plan. We just have to execute it better. And 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 he does put that back on his coaches. We have to execute on our end better. But I think he has always been one that's sort of laid it at the feet of the players. Are you know, what we're what we're asking you to do, if you do it correctly, you will win. And I think that's what he's
1: hoping. For. That right there is Kurt Popejoy. Joy. Check out the Steelers wire that got you covered right there, all the way until kickoff. Raven Steelers, uh, Kurt and I will be back next week to break it all down. We look forward to talking to you then.
0: Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left.